Hi guys, we're your hosts Jillian and Kaylin, and this is Teach Me How to Adult, a podcast on all the things you never learned growing up, like how to buy a home, manage stress, crush your love life, land your dream job, and how to love yourself more, because we could all be a little kinder to ourselves. We're still figuring out how to get our shit together, so we're calling in the experts and the hustlers for some real talk and legit tips on how to live your best life. Adulting isn't easy, but we got you. Hi friends, welcome to this week's episode of Asking for a Friend, where we tackle your biggest questions and deep dive into the experiences we're going through in our lives. Have you guys heard that saying, you can have it all, but not all at once? We have been talking about this nonstop, Kaylin and I, and honestly, it's basically become our mantra. We just yeah. say it to yeah. each other constantly when we're spiraling. <laughs> so we really thought it deserved its own episode because there's a lot to learn from this quote. Yes. And we got a question from someone asking how to balance and prioritize everything when you're overwhelmed and stretched too thin. And we were immediately like, yeah, same. So this is going to be really helpful <laughs> to same honey. <laughs> yeah, same. We're all feeling it. And we've done some research and there there are ways to deal with it, but there's also a lot of like realizations that you have to come to terms with and some some brutal honesty. So we're going to get to all of it. Yeah. Yeah, this really is a matter of like, know thyself and you will be able to fix this problem. But. Yeah. <laughs> so let's start with that quote. You can have it all, but not all at once. What does that really mean? The idea that you can balance everything in your life, it is bullshit. You cannot do it all. Like It's impossible. It is impossible. And this entire episode will be all of the reasons why it is impossible. But what we've realized is the best way to combat overwhelm and like guilt that comes with having to prioritize is just literally being honest about what season you're in. So, yeah. I mean, Caitlin will talk for sure about like being in a season of parenting and and there's so many other seasons that you can be in. You can be in a season of like taking care of your health and yourself and self-care yep. and you're saying no more. You're not going out and doing things with people the same that you used to. You're setting hardcore boundaries. That's your season and that's totally cool. And so figuring out what the right now is and knowing that it doesn't have to be forever just because you have to choose this is the year where you go all in on your career doesn't mean that's going to be you forever my current season has been very much taking care of me for the first time in my life and that is very new to me because Yay. anyone who knows me knows I was like wearing the badge of honor of like I leave the office at 10 p.m oh, I am yeah. so hardworking. I am so busy <laughs> and like fuck that shit like Busy sounds like the worst thing ever right now, right? Like no. being busy sounds horrendous. Yeah, it it does. And I think we're kind of as a society moving out of wearing that as a badge of honor because it serves no one really. It's not sustainable either. It's not cute. But once I stopped equating kind of my value and my worth with like if I was the busiest, most productive person ever, I started kind of realizing that like I wasn't taking good care of myself I felt really unhealthy, really burnt out. I wasn't exercising. I was trying mm -hmm. to figure out all of my like hormone issues. And I just, I'd never set time aside to put anything before my work. And so this year, so far from January till now, I have not overbooked myself in terms of client work. Yay. I've left room to be flexible and to start for the first time probably in my life to start working out four times a week and I feel better for it to start going to all the doctor's appointments I'm supposed to be going to to start like actually writing through my feelings and like taking care yes. of myself and attempting to sleep although sometimes it's hard to go get the massage therapy I need and the physio I need like it's been hard to prioritize that and not feel guilty sometimes but I'm learning that's my season right now this season is not forever 
And it even means that I'm like saying no to going out more. I don't have a very active social life right now, to be honest, but I know what my priorities are. And it's easier to find that elusive balance when you know what the top of your priority list is based on here's the season I'm in. Here's what really matters. I think too, what's hard with that is that you're probably so used to prioritizing things that give you like a concrete outcome that you see right away. Like you work hard, you get the project done, you get accolades at work or you get the promotion. But when you're taking care of yourself and prioritizing your health, it's a long-term game. Like even working out four times a week, we we all want to do that also like good for you. And you're like, uh, let's say you have a goal of being like really strong or whatever, whatever your health goal is. Like it takes time to see those results. So a lot of people get discouraged because it's not that instant gratification, but you're in it for the long run. And I think that's amazing. That's a really good point. There's no final destination. It is an ongoing goal that doesn't end. And I think that's really hard because it's, it's not like an immediate result-based thing, like you said. And that almost caused me to quit. Like I in February was just like, I fucking can't do this anymore. I've been saying no, I've been staying in, I've been working out, I've been trying to sleep, I've been doing everything fucking right and I'm not happy yet. I was so frustrated and I just felt like giving up and I'm so glad I didn't because then all of a sudden everything happened and like growth is so cumulative. It can be really hard to see all those little micro improvements yeah but then one day you're going to be like holy shit they add up yeah I feel the difference today and I I did that workout and I didn't have to take one break and I like I have more energy this week and all of a sudden your life changes but only does that because you prioritized and kept going yeah it compounds it's like our episode last week on the power of no the more that you say it the more you're opening up so you were saying no to a lot of things and maybe you didn't realize it right away to your point but now look where you are it, it's it's crazy. I thought after my like one year of allotment of postpartum, like you, you basically take yeah. Matt leaving Canada for one year, year and a half. I thought like, OK, when I'm done with that, I'm back to like career Kaylin and it's going to be fine and it's going to be like just how it was. But I just have this child now. And I realized like, no, like it is like postpartum isn't basically until your child leaves your house. At least that's what I'm getting from this. Like until they are no longer your responsibility on a day to day basis, like that kid is taking up a lot of your time and your mental capacity, yeah. your anxiety, your stress, your prioritization. Like it's not like it just ends when she goes to school or daycare. So I'm trying to realize in this season that like, hey, you had a baby. Like your life is very different now. You are not the Kaylin before that had a lot more free time and 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 that's okay and I think I've just realized that that's okay and I've stopped being hard on myself because yeah I've acknowledged it which you mentioned is kind of like the first thing you need to do you got to figure out what season you're in right now my priority is yeah. is family and and my daughter and my husband like making sure that that core unit is okay and then everything else comes after that and yeah I think what's hard is like if you're if you're a bit of an overachiever or you you're you used to wear that badge like it's really hard to focus on things that i guess are more internal like like even you like how you're focusing on you society doesn't appreciate that as much and give you like a pat on the back for like yay good for you you got a massage today it's more like oh yeah. good for you you put in 8 extra hours of work today like you're you're doing the thing yeah. Productivity and capitalism does not thrive off of us like resting and taking good care of ourselves. (laughs) No, it doesn't, unfortunately. So I I am currently in my season of focusing on family and making sure that all the other areas of my life reflect that. So 
what does that look like? I guess that looks like not taking on too much at work. That looks like being more honest with you about what I can take on with the podcast and what I can't. And most importantly, being honest with myself because I think that was the hardest part for me. I think I thought I could do it all at the same time. And then when I didn't get those things done, it was like, you're a failure. You can't be a mom and have a career and have a a happy marriage. And it's like, no, you can, but you got to prioritize and you got to figure out that season so that everything else could fall into place. A hundred percent. And there may be a time down the road when like Mia's in grade school and things are going really well and like everyone has a routine and you're like, oh, I've got like a bit more wiggle room in my life right now. I think it's my turn to like focus on my career. Yeah. There is time and room for all of those things to happen for you in the future. Yeah. If you want them. But right now, what you want is to focus on your core family. And so that's totally okay. And I think the guilt piece that comes with all of this, because I think I know you were feeling a lot of, I don't know if it was like guilt or shame or or like frustration with yourself, but like I know you were like, I should be able to do everything. What the fuck is wrong with me? Everyone else yeah. is. Yeah. No, they're not. They're fucking no. not. I they're promise you they're not. And so by by admitting to yourself and being honest with yourself exactly what you just did, you can release the guilt because you're not expecting yourself to do it all. When we expect ourselves to do everything, it comes with so much self-judgment when when we inevitably cannot. And yeah. this, this is an impossible task to assign to yourself that I'm going to kill it at work, kill it as a parent, kill it as a friend, kill it as a wife, kill it in my side hustle. Like it's not take it's, care of myself and my health. There's no way. Cook three meals a day. And so like it's yeah, yeah, it's, not yeah it's just it's impossible. Even you like so you on this self-love prioritization journey I've been like really inspired by that but I've had to also realize you know I I don't have the time on the weekend to go to a spin class or I can't do things for as long as I would like to but I can still pull in little micro moments to like romanticize your life understanding that it may not look instagrammable like like these self-care girlies on TikTok but I can still put you know little fragments of it into my day to carve out that time for me Mm -hmm. and it still counts and it fits with my current season and on the guilt thing because I don't know just from the outside looking in I feel a huge shift in you that I'm like really happy for you about that there's this acceptance of like I know what my priorities are right now and I'm going to stop beating myself up for the things that aren't falling into that priority list and so that's so important because I think that guilt especially for mothers and for for women who are like trying to do it all it's a huge burden and it's a huge barrier yeah and the idea of identifying your season and prioritizing based on that will release so much of that guilt. And it reminded us a lot of this commencement speech that Shonda Rhimes gave to Dartmouth grads back in 2014. And it really, really stuck with us. It was it was so good because Shonda Rhimes, I'm sorry, she's a fucking epitome of like, quote unquote, doing it all. She's a single mom of three, the, the mother of Shondaland. She's like... At the pinnacle of success in the television industry, she's a fucking badass. She's a powerhouse. We're not even going to quote her. We're just going to throw right now to what she says in her speech because it's really powerful. And it was such a, a huge sigh of relief to hear someone that successful be honest about the fact that you cannot do it all and something yeah. has to give. So here's what she says. As a very successful woman, a single mother of three, who constantly gets asked the question, how do you do it all? For once, I'm going to answer that question with 100% honesty here for you now, because somebody has to tell you the truth. The answer is this, I don't. Whenever you see me somewhere succeeding in one area of my life, that almost certainly means I am failing in another area of my life. 
If I am killing it on a scandal script for work, I am probably missing bath and story time at home. If I'm at home sewing my kids' Halloween costumes, I'm probably blowing off a rewrite I was supposed to turn in. If I'm accepting a prestigious award, I'm missing my baby's first swim lesson. If I'm succeeding at one, I am inevitably failing at the other. That is the trade-off. That is the Faustian bargain one makes with the devil that comes with being a powerful working woman who is also a powerful mother. You never feel 100% okay. Something is always lost. Something is always missing. And yet, I want my daughters to see me and know me as a woman who works. I want that example set for them. In their world, mothers run companies. In their world, mothers own Thursday nights. In their world, mothers work. And I am a better mother for it. Anyone who tells you they're doing it all perfectly is a liar. Wow. Yeah. I think the biggest takeaway that I got from that was that she basically said that something always has to give. And that is just the reality that I think is really hard for especially moms to grasp is that like, yes, yeah. if you want to do all these things and it's important to you, something will suffer. And none of it makes you a bad person. I think that's no, also really no. important, especially yeah. when we're talking about parenthood or even the expectation of it's been a huge shift for me to like really abandon the idea that I need to be saying yes to everything at work and never turning down an opportunity and burning myself out because I need to be able to tell anyone who asks how much I'm doing and yeah. slowing down and just doing less whether it's parenting or work like it can make you feel like there's something wrong with you and you're a shit person and you're not if you are a parent right now and you are in a season of like everything's good at home it's it's my time to shine at work that doesn't make you a bad person if you miss a few things and if you need to set boundaries at work because right now your family needs you doesn't make you a bad person whatever it is that you decide decide with all of your heart and let go of the guilt and the shame because it's fucking holding us back and we don't have time for it in our mental space no, and I like what she said in this speech too. She was saying that she's also modeling what hard yeah. work and what a working mom looks like to her her kids. And I think that's so important because I want Mia to grow up to have her own career, her own money. Like that's that's a yeah. very important value that we're going to instill in her. And the only way I can actually make sure that happens is by walking the walk and doing it myself. Yeah. If there are moms out there that are struggling with the fact that they need to prioritize career, let's say for financial reasons, like you need to support your family. So you're, you know, you got to put in the hours. Think about that. Think about the the lesson you're teaching your kids and that they're going to see that you're you're providing. That is. It's a beautiful thing to give to your child. It, it's a beautiful thing. Kids are so observant and they're like sponges. So like the more that they see you doing that, the more likely it is that they're going to be, be doing it. Leading by example is so, it's so important. Because no matter what you do, you are leading by example. And so yeah. if, you're, if you're displaying a life of martyrdom and of yes. like, oh, love is giving up everything I ever wanted to do because that's what society requires. And selflessness means my dreams all get put on hold because that's what will make me good. I am not down for that. And I do not want to model that. And that is not no. how I want my kid to grow up thinking that they have to be. So don't model martyrdom. Model being there for your family and caring about them and prioritizing them, but also having times where you prioritize what you need to do for your career and for your own fulfillment, because you'll show up, as Shonda says, you will show up a better parent and a better person when you are fulfilled within yourself. We 
we were also super inspired by a Mel Robbins podcast episode on overwhelm and prioritization because she basically boiled it down to two types of of feelings of overwhelm. There's legitimate overwhelm, which is like you've got a sick parent that you're taking care of. You have your own health issues. You just had a baby. Like there's actual stuff happening in your life that is for the most part kind of out of your control. It's it's almost it's like situational. Like yes. a bunch of shit is going down and it's all happening at once. Yeah. And it is legitimate. It's it's I understand what she's saying. I felt bad because I don't want everyone anyone to feel like they have illegitimate overwhelm. Like if you feel overwhelmed, you feel overwhelmed. But yeah. like really what she's saying is that there are these moments or seasons where like too much is going on and you, you it's out of your control and you're going to be absolutely fucked by it. <laughs> yeah. And then there's lifestyle overwhelm, which is probably piles on on top of the actual legitimate overwhelm that happens. But lifestyle overwhelm is when you're basically like piling things on and there's you're saying yes to everything. Everything feels like it's urgent and important. And it's almost an issue of not really prioritizing, too. It's legitimate because it happens. We all have so much going on, but there are ways that you can handle the lifestyle overwhelm. Yeah. I kind of saw lifestyle overwhelm as being more of like an identity shift. Yeah. So like if you're the person that's like, oh, I'm always so busy and I'm always doing this and I like wake up at six so I can do my run and then do all of the family's laundry and then I start my huge career at eight but then I do (laughs) things with all three of my children and then I do this and then I'm a board member and then I'm this and then I'm this. It's like, If you're super overwhelmed with all of these things that you're choosing to do because it builds up to your identity and you feel like you should always be doing more and more and more, it's that badge of honor of being busy. That is lifestyle overwhelm and it it creeps in and it's modeled to us. And so it's it's valid that you feel that way, but it is changeable. It is changeable. So one of her tips that I'm literally going to do immediately was that if you're feeling that lifestyle overwhelm, she was basically like brain dump. Like it doesn't matter if you fill three pages, just brain dump all the shit that's like ruminating in your head, all the things you got to get done, all the obligations you need to fill, write it all down. And then she was basically like, pick three. Pick the three that absolutely need to get done. Because if everything's important, nothing's fucking important. As soon as I heard that, if everything is important and nothing is important, that actually kind of changed my brain. Yeah. Because we run around through our lives being like, oh my God, everything is so important. Everything is so urgent. Everyone thinks every that it becomes like a boy who cried wolf, like fable yes. of like, you can't call everything urgent because it, it's not, it's just not. It's and not. so it may feel that way, but forcing yourself to actually identify what truly is urgent. Honestly, it's like removing the lies that you're telling yourself, telling yourself some lies about how busy you need to be and how much you need to do to be worthy. And you're convincing yourself of all of these things that you always need to be doing things. And when you write everything down and actually prioritize and figure out what matters and then schedule it, like if it really matters, schedule it. And anything that's not in your schedule, it probably doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. So do you think that like, would you identify some of the overwhelm as lifestyle overwhelm that you've been going through? Or like, how would you, because I think before... I've had seasons where I've been in legit overwhelm, yes. but I think last year when I was feeling really overwhelmed before I really started to like scale back, I had lifestyle overwhelm. So I was thinking about this. I think last year, like when we had Mia and we moved across the country and there was a bunch of shit going on, that was legitimate life overwhelm. Like hundo P. We got a variable mortgage that quadrupled. Y'all blew up your life. <laughs> we blew up our life. I had to find a new job. And I don't think I realized how overwhelmed I was until I was out of it and I started talking about it more, which is Mel Robbins tip. If you're in legitimate life overwhelmed, the best thing you could do is identify it, 
be kind to yourself. She said, protect your stamina. Like you need stamina to get through that stage of your life. And so that's when you talk about it. You ask for help. Like you figure out ways to protect your energy so you can get through these things. But anyways, I was definitely in legitimate life overwhelm. But then I think I got some like martyrdom happening and what became lifestyle overwhelm I thought was legitimate overwhelm because I was just so used to being in that like fight or flight state that I didn't realize that there's a lot of things in my control that I could offload right now to feel better. Yeah. So that's where I started saying no to travel to, you know, going home or having people come here or whatever it was that was just too much for me to handle saying no to things at work and setting boundaries like for all help the, with child care yeah. getting child care help oh my god Gabe and I went on our first date night last night in like I think six months and it was so nice his sister and her boyfriend so came good. over to watch Mia they loved it like we are, have just started asking good. for help and realizing that it doesn't mean I can't handle these things it just it takes a village I okay I don't know where I where I heard this but essentially women back in the day while the, the men were all out hunting and like that was their their thing that they were doing, they were like raising babies together as a community, like yeah. all these women together. Yeah. And we don't have that now. It was never supposed to be done in isolation. It's no. always been a communal effort. It's been exactly. So like you have to ask for help. Yeah. It's so new in society that like couples will move out far away from their families and raise a child just with them. It used to be all generations lived in a family or a compound. Yeah. Yeah. And in most, a lot of cultures around the world, they still do. So yeah. this like individual, like ruthless individualism of like, I have to do everything myself. Like it, there's no merit to it. And there's no like historical evidence that it's even no. possible without being burnt out, overwhelmed. And I'm honestly like probably miserable by the end of it because it's 100%. too much. And just because you can do it all doesn't mean you should. No. Like you shouldn't. You shouldn't. If you do all of the things that you think that you should think, in quotes, think that you should do, you're probably going to be really unhappy. There's nothing left for you. It's all obligation based by the end of the day because you're not like excited to do this thing with your family. You're like, fuck, I have to do this thing with my family yeah. because it's such a grind. Yeah. And so gift yourself like options and prioritization and offloading. Like you're going to, everyone's going to be happier for it. You're not letting people down by doing that. No, and if you're if you're caught hearing yourself say that everything is important, I'm so sorry, but like it's bullshit. It's the lying to yourself thing. It's lying to yourself. It's 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 pulling yourself out of that victim mindset and being like, okay, what what actually needs to get done? What can I outsource? What can I offload? Where can I ask for help? Like that is actually being a functional adult, not being like, I can do it all. Watch me like my hair fall out while I try to do it. You know what also helped me? kind of snap out of that like victim mindset a bit and out of that like I think a lot of us walk through life being like oh like everything's happening to me you know and like oh I'm so overwhelmed I have so much going on everything's happening to me everything's out of my control I'm just struggling and suffering and like everyone gets goes through that period in their lives and what really like snapped me out of it is when I heard this poet in Q who I now work with he's amazing and he was on a podcast this is the first time I'd ever heard him and he was saying Every single day, you wake up and you have a choice about everything that you do. Obviously, there's a few things like you have to pay your bills and like pay taxes. And if you have a child, you must feed them and like (laughs) bathe them. Like there's there's necessities of living. But outside of that, everything is a fucking choice. And then when you wake up every day and question, am I happy with the choices I'm making? You have no option but to be empowered. 
because you have to decide and tell yourself every single fucking day that I am choosing to do this for work. Yes. If I hate it, I can choose something different. I'm choosing to be a parent. If I hate it, well, first of all, like, yikes, but (laughs) if I hate it, what can I do to make it more manageable and to get more help? And like every single thing you're doing is a choice. And so if you're feeling overwhelmed and unhappy in your life and you're having trouble prioritizing and you just, everything that we're talking about right now, if you're stuck in it, start to just make that small mindset shift. I'm in control. I have choices. What different choices can I make to make my life manageable and to make me excited about my life again? Yes. Because when you're in overwhelm, it robs you of your joy and everything feels shitty. Yeah. Everything sucks and things that used to maybe excite you. You know, when we were overwhelmed, like, dude, the privilege that we have of doing this podcast and being able to like do what we love. I know. It's so amazing. But when we're burnt out and truly in overwhelm, it becomes like, oh my God, we have to do an episode today. Like it becomes a chore. Yeah. We're overwhelmed. And so how can we make choices, make prioritizations and outsource other things so that we can show up for the things we're choosing with like a full heart and excited about it? I love that so much. It's, it's, it's the hardest thing, but it's the most impactful thing. Like you have to remember you're in the driver's seat. You are in the driver's seat. I feel like the answer to half of life's problems is just changing your mindset. Like I feel like we've learned that throughout this podcast. No, it's true. Dude, every topic we've set out to, to cover on this podcast in like season one, we were like trying to be really tactical and we we're like, okay, it's going to be like money strategies and career strategies and it's all going to be like research-based things. And then I feel like by season two, we were like, it's the mindset of what's holding you back with money and like yeah, it's yeah. your limiting beliefs at work and like that's actually what the layer deeper that can change your life really is so like it does all it does all come down to mindset 100 percent. yeah and it all really comes down to getting honest with yourself and getting honest with like what season are you actually in right now and based mm-hmm. on that building out what your priorities are because yep. you can't do it all balance is bullshit all you can do is balance, balance the different seasons of your life like literally making your priorities, releasing the guilt and the pressure you put on yourself when you can't do it all. Mm-hmm. And then communicating with others that you can't do it all so that they can help you and you can outsource brain dumping all that shit that's weighing yeah. on you and, and getting really, really clear on the things that matter the most, scheduling it and just remembering like when, when everything is important, nothing is important. So you can't do it all. My friends, don't put that pressure on yourself and start learning how to balance the things that really matter in each season and knowing that it, it won't last forever. You can move on to another season and have a different period of your life where you prioritize different things. Yeah, exactly. That right there, recognizing and acknowledging the season that you're in has changed my life so much. And I'm on a path to living a way happier, more fulfilled, less anxiety-induced life. And I hope all of you are on that journey too. Let's do it together. Yeah. Yeah. Like, let's start the well-rested club. Oh my God. The well-rested and prioritized club. Join us. Let's do it. We're going to do it. It's going to be the new club. And that's the new badge of honor, friends. That is the new badge. Well, I hope this episode helps everybody out there with their never-ending to-do list. That really should only be three things that we've learned. And... Thank you for the question. If you guys have any more questions for us and you want to get us in the hot seat, send us a DM, email us. We're here to help. We're all going through it together. You got this. So there you have it, guys. Thank you so much for listening. 
If you like what you heard today, it would mean the world to us if you would subscribe and leave a comment or a rating. And we'd love it if you would share this with your friends by screenshotting the episode and sharing it on social by tagging at Teach Me How to Adult Podcast and DM us with any topics or guests you'd like to hear on the show. See you next time. Bye. Bye.